Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. If you're tossing and you're turning and you just can't fall asleep. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar and your dating guru is Cheryl Besner. Cheryl, this is uh, the... Uh, third of, thir- of three parts about your, your dating A-list, and uh, this arguably is the most important part. Well, that's right. Well, we started off with how to get somebody's attention, then how to keep the attraction. Now it's how do we and when do we decide to really give our confirmation of our affection and the intention that we want to take it to the next level. And a lot of people have a problem with that. Do you ever experience that, Dan? Uh, a lack of affection? No, with the worry that if you say something too fast to somebody, you may not get the response that you want. Um, oh, sure. If you say, I love you, you're worried that you're not going to hear the words back. Yeah, I mean, all the time. Uh, that, that that does happen, I think, for everyone at, at a certain point in a relationship. Like, who who shows the affection first? Who says the L word first? Um, these are all things that I think uh, go on in every relationship. Um, I mean, what, what do you think? At what point do you feel that, um, that it's okay to really take the affection to to the next level. When does affection become love? Well, that's something we're going to discuss a little bit further on down the show when we bring out Richard Obey. He's one of our speakers today. But really what I wanted to talk about is why is it that so many people have this problem? And why is it that there's this nervousness? Does it go back to when we were in high school and we looked across the room, but we were afraid to? And, you know, it's every day people are afraid to say, I love you. Listen to this clip, actually, from Ghost. I love you. I really love you. Ditto. You see, that's mm. a woman worried. It's it's like Cinderella goes to the ball, and what happens if her prince doesn't chase after her and the glass slipper just sits Or the there. thank you. Have you, heard, have you heard the thank you before? I've heard that happening. Yeah, I love you. Thank you. Oh, no, I've <laughs> never had that. But, you know, it's also what do you do if somebody says I love you and you don't want to say that back to that person. Mm. There are tricks and, and, well, it's not tricks, actually. I I hate that word, actually. It's more understanding what your emotions are and sticking to how you really feel and conveying that to the other person. So I think at this point, I would love to welcome Richard Obey. He's um, joining us in studio today. Richard, uh, welcome to Solo in the City. Thank you. Now, Richard, you <laughs> like are a thank you word. <laughs> no problem. You, your title is very long. You're a neurolinguistic programming practitioner. So basically, uh, you study uh, human behavior. You study uh, body language, things like that. And and uh, tell me first, when it, when it comes to to finding love and dating, um, how important is it to really uh, to really look at someone's language and 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 gestures uh, to figure out where they're coming from? First of all, what it's really important is to understand that people in general, in good condition, we. Uh, we we keep about like seven percent only seven percent of uh, of the information is words, so ninety three percent is is the game the real game part, so fifty three percent of that uh, is the the famous body language as you as you mentioned. That's it, the body language. The body language really important, but the 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 thirty nine remaining percent. And this is the, the something that a lot of people like uh, just don't don't recognize or just don't know and don't pay attention to it, is the tone of the voice. And by the way, you have a great voice, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'd love to hear you say, "I love you, Dan." I love so, you, Cheryl. I love you, Dan. Well, now we've had this big, and I love you like, too, oh, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> so, Richard. What are the tips that people can use to go from saying, I really enjoy your company to I love you, to know that they really want to say that to that person? Uh, f- first of all, me, they, 
the the really really important thing that I want to share with people today, and uh, because I think it's that's the base of the base. Uh, I think in order to be able to love someone deeply, to be able to be proud of this person truly, and of course, and that's the important one, to be able to uh, forgive their their imperfection. Let's say like that. You have to do it for yourself. So I think that's the base of the base. A lot of people I have in coaching that uh, that tell me, Richard, you know, most of my relationship never goes well. I always have the impression I'm all I, I'm always the one who they do the first steps. I'm always the first one who say the L love, as you said earlier. I, I always the one you need know, to get involved seriously in the relationship, and I always get disappointed and so on. But the the first thing is you have to ask yourself, would would I would like to have myself as my boyfriend or as my girlfriend. You know, we're discussing here uh, affection and when to say it. And there are so many people that I work with now, clients of mine, who say, I love this person, but I don't want to be the first to say it. How do you respond to that with your clients? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, I think the body language is is already a great, great part of the deal. Uh those kind of uh, communication skills, like just like the way you're going to touch the person, just even just concentrate yourself on how if, if people would just take attention of, of how you look at the other person, you, you know, most of of people validate their value to the eyes of the other one. And even if you have a good self-confidence and a good self-esteem, you still have to validate at, at, at other people's eyes. So, so I think that if we take that kind of basic principle, you have to look at someone with, you know, that kind of, uh, I, I tried to get the fine translation for that, but, you know, when you love someone and be proud of someone, but in an unconditional way, where in French we say, un regard de bienveillance, where you look at this person and no matter what you said or look, I love you deeply and I'm proud of you and thanks to be part of my life. So if you truly feel that, Internally, for sure, your eyes will talk much more than words. Because let me tell you, in in love relationship, most of the time, we because of our past experiences, we we're never really good in expressing how we feel. So I think a, a truly, deeply love look in your eyes can tell much more than all the rest. The other day I was discussing with you, Dan, and I was saying, how is it that you say it to somebody? And you said if you were trying to feel out the relationship, you would kind of say, so how are you feeling about this? And mm -hmm. my reaction was, oh, so you're putting the onus on the other person to say no, it first. No, no, that, that's not what I meant. Because from my perspective, I, I've never been in love with someone who wasn't in love with me back. Because to me, love is a two-way street. So it, it, in a way, for me, it's always been, well, it doesn't really matter who says it first. Because if it's there, it's there, right? And, but what if it's not there? Is that what people are afraid of, Richard? That they're not going to hear it back? Yes, but first of all, like uh, if you need absolutely to to get that kind of information to validate the, the the beautiful and, and great person you are, I think you have a problem from start because there's a lot of people who have the same problem as we have that they're not 100% sure of the great person they are. So if this person tried to validate and you try to validate on the other end, then you're, you're in some sort of a, a, of a relationship that's never going to be clear and one way or, or the other, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail. So as you said, Dan, and I... I I, I really, uh, I really share the same opinion uh, of you on that part. Is that 
me, I'm on a relationship for 27 years now. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. And th this is a worldwide record for me, let me tell you. And you know what's the funny part? <laughs> you don't seem, well, you're not old enough to have had two of those. Yeah, but I have three <laughs> surgery and a facelift and, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't. don't oh, that's why you look so good. Yeah, that's you, why I look so young. You, you know? got to Google this like guy. He's a really good looking, I'm, I'm 65. A look, really good looking man. <laughs> Thank you so much. That that's a ten dollar for you. Oh, uh, but but seriously, people need to understand. Okay, be, that okay before that relationship I have for twenty seven years, I got dates. I, I don't. I won't tell you the number of uh, of relationship I have before. But it never ever happened that it it worked more than three months. And I always been the guy who be dumped. So that's why when I got the the right one, I murdered. <laughs> no. Is that why you became a coach? <laughs> yeah, no, but it's funny because uh, I think that, that that that's the key point because people say, "Oh, yeah, you're not able like to truly understand what people live." Let me tell you, I do all this coaching because of that. <laughs> because every single day, we're not only talking about love; we're talking about a relationship, your friends, right. and all this stuff. So if you you understand all those kind of expectation managing, then you're on the track. We're chatting with uh, Richard Obey tonight. He is a, uh, a body language expert, a human behavior expert, and we're talking about this in the context of uh, Cheryl's three-part series on how to uh, to basically be a great dater. And the, the third A is affection. We're talking all about it tonight right. on Solo in the City. Coming up next, Cheryl will talk to our Bachelorette of the Week. Her name is uh, Mona Musalem, and we'll uh, see if uh, maybe Richard has some advice. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. It's been seven every beautiful thought's been already sung. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with your host Cheryl Besner, of course, and it's all about affection tonight on Solo in the City, Cheryl. And uh, we're talking in studio with Richard Obey. He's a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. You quite did the mouthful. it. You got yeah. it. I know. It's a mouthful. Eh? Let's just do NLP. <laughs> NLP. Was, that, that works, NLP's right? Uh, body language uh, expert, uh, basically. And we'll also bring in our bachelorette of the week. Her name is Mona Musalem. Uh, you can find her and others at solointhecity.tv on the dating site. Mona, welcome to Solo in the City. Hi, how are you? Good. This is amazing having you in studio. I actually get another beautiful face looking at us Thank over you. the microphone. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Mona. Um, well, I've been single for quite a bit now. Um, I have my own company. I work from my home base. So, what do you do? Um, promotional products. Oh, okay. Yeah, we promotional some products, marketing. <laughs> so it's a little hard to go out and meet people, especially when I do go out. It's mostly like clients and suppliers. So there's no flirting going on there. Well, you know what? That's something, though, when I hear somebody say that, and Richard, you can pipe in on this one. Whenever I hear somebody say that, I said, if you're interested in having a relationship, there's always time. So you have to make that time. So it's a matter of carving that out for yourself and maybe one night a week going out with a girlfriend or just going up by yourself and yeah that's still happening don't get me wrong I okay <laughs> i'm yeah. not a hermit but to make sure to uh to buckle the belt with you uh it's like a lot of people say i have no time this is the most famous phrase uh, in today's area but 
but the funny thing is that time is not something that 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 we have. It's something that we take. And That's it. I always have to take agree because when I want to take the time, I find the time. That's it. So you, so for me, take one day a week, put it in there. This is Mona time, and you just do something that gets you out there and getting. Yeah, to meet actually, people. I do. I have something that I pretty I do pretty consistently. What's that? Um, cooking and cooking dates. Cooking dates. Yeah, oh, so that, you that, like that's a lot cook. of fun. Well, it's not really about the cooking. It's because it's so hard to go out and meet other people besides like your own surroundings. So this gives you the opportunity. Basically, every time I go, whether I hook up or not, at least I have a great time and I met a, and a great bunch lunch. of people. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and usually with great wine as well. Yes, a hundred percent. So do you like to cook yourself? Regularly? I love to cook. I love to cook. What's your favorite thing to make? Um, honestly, it doesn't stop. I'm extremely creative, but I don't know if I'm that great at it either, though. <laughs> um, a lot of things are vegetables, seafood, shellfish. Do you have any deal breakers with um, finding your passionate person that you're looking for? Um, a few. What would they actually. be? Actually, um, one is crazy exes. Crazy I cannot handle that. I cannot handle that. I, like a lot of men I meet, obviously I'm I'm near forty. So actually, I am forty. I'm I didn't accept it yet, I guess. <laughs> and um, I find it very hard in this day and age to find people without, um, for lack of a better word, baggage. Because really, it's not baggage; it's family, you know, or it's history. Uh, yeah, I like to refer to it. As yeah, exactly. I am baggage. using definitely the wrong word. Now, at the end of the day, most people have children and exes and alimony and I really don't mind the children honestly god bless like I would love to have my own children but at the end of the day it's the crazy exes that ruin the deal <laughs> how would you suggest somebody handle that one Richard that one is a uh, first of all I think it's really really important that uh, you don't forget about yourself because uh, well I the, usually walk away yeah because <laughs> most of the problem that a lot of people have you know uh, I think this is the base of most of disease today uh, uh, and I will stop there <laughs> to don't <go> further. <laughs> but I think a lot of people what they're killing them slowly but surely it's the the nun said yeah exactly. and, and and I am extremely proud of what you just said because I think it's you know you love yourself enough to say that's not for me thank yeah, you ciao exactly. ciao Charlie but uh, it's important I think to uh, to respect yourself anyway that's the only way to get respected uh, in the other hand is to respect and love yourself truly oh, completely that's the agree. only way to make it happen because you know there's a lot of people who have emotional trauma as you just said you know when you meet those kind of people uh, you know, sometimes they look for their mother, or they look for the someone. That, you know, some kind of a of a emotional, helpful people. You know, you're not that kind of person. You're you're here to be loved and to love in return and to, you know, a relationship and especially a relationship you want to be long in time. Yes, you need to have this mutual love, which is a part of it is pheromone. You know, when you know it's physical, it's chemical. It's chemical, sorry. So, so this is a right fit, but you have absolutely to to take care of the other part, which is make it happen. The other part is to have this uh, this uh, mutual admiration. You need to be proud of this person. Over the the love part, you need to be proud of who she is, who, what she became, what she what she is right now, as an individual. Overall, even with their uh, their manufacturer default, <laughs> so, but when you're able, like to, to you know, no matter what their kind of behavior, but you see that true the true heart of this person, and so yes, you love you love this person physically, let's say like that, and emotionally, but also you're proud of who she is, and it's mutual, and it's it's a true exchange, a, tr a true share, as you said, Dan. 
then I think you, you, you can build them something. But if one of the two is missing, forget about it. Just ciao, ciao, Charlie. Yeah, well, basically, if it's not, I'm still in the old mentality of when I was 20 that you build a life together. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it doesn't happen at 40. But I am a little greedy. I, I need to be first in somebody's life, not secondary, not tertiary. Like, I need to be first. I think it's only fair because if somebody's in my life, they'd also be first in my life. So how would you demonstrate your affection to somebody if you were dating them? But here's the thing. There is no demonstration. When things are right, you do for each other. Mm -hmm. It's not a demonstration. It's not, look what I'm doing for you. Like, I see a lot of couples going, well, he does more than I do. She does more than I do. It shouldn't be like that. If you can't do it, I'll do it. If you can't mm -hmm. do it, she'll do it. Like, it Whoever just, needs the sharing. most. Yeah, it, it. It, it should just be a mutual thing, a, a natural thing. It shouldn't be forced upon. And honestly, I've been blessed enough to live those relationships so at this point in my life why would i settle for less well you shouldn't have to settle i for wouldn't less. no <laughs> that's well, why I'm we single. all get to a point in our life where we definitely don't want to settle yeah well that's the thing too you become so secure in who you are settling is no more no longer an option it goes from one extreme to the other it's either people hit desperation like oh my god i'm 40 i need to hook up or you're so secure in yourself that any person coming into your life would be an addition not just somebody. And a compliment. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, a value added. Exactly. It, it needs to be a plus at this point. You're right. We've yeah. talked about that value added uh, before, you and I, Richard, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, this is something that you work with a lot when you're working with your clients as well. Yes. Right? Deciphering what is added value to that specific person because it's not the same for everybody. No, you're right. And uh, and when the, this this famous topic about affection, there's a, you know, you can have someone in your life that, truly love you like very deeply but because of his ba his baggage his luggage from from past experiences <laughs> he's he's not that much able to he's, to show it to you they're properly not totally giving themselves which is understandable they mm -hmm. do have a lot to deal with which i completely comprehend because honestly i wouldn't want to deal with that stuff which that's personally why i never got married so <laughs> what about the person who can't say I love you or won't say I love you. There's a lot of people out there when they talk about their relationships, they say, well, I know he loves me or she loves me, but she's never said it or he's never said it. First of all, it's important that you share that kind of, uh, that kind of worry because, uh, you know, communication, I won't, I won't uh, learn anything to someone today because of that. Communication is the base of the base. But I think that if this person is not able to tell you I love you, but, but you know that she loves you because, you know, the biggest proof of a love or a recognition is action. People, you know, they Precisely, do. Precisely, exactly. They do specifically, you know, you can. It's more action. I, I words. know, you know, in my past life, I, I, I date with other women, you know, the, uh, and I don't say the good translation, but, you know, I, I fall in love because they have great words. Oh, Richard, you're so great. Oh, I love you so much. And I, and I fall completely like dizzy and completely like, you know, uh, I was like a little dog, little puppy. But, you know, the truth. You know, is that they, they never ever put any kind of true specific action to prove me their statement. So it it's not the is. walk the talk. Yeah. So the walk the talk, I think that's the base. But if it's important, because me, that's my that's my that's my part. Me, uh, it's important that my the love of my life. I need my wife to tell me, Richard, I love you, Richard, 100%. and and not only I love you, Richard, so I'm proud of you. So so she's not that kind of. Uh, <laughs> extroverted per per person like, like like I am but you know when I start dating her she have a hard time to say I love you because I always get uh, punished before you know she was disappointed so 
Just write it down. Just give me a post-it on my car. Love you, big guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that word 10 times. Parting question, Mona. Does the person that you one day are going to be with, do they have to say I love you to you? Not necessarily. Honestly, it's as you were saying, the actions are way more important than the words because I love you. I hear all the time. And what about you, Dan? <laughs> By the way, I love you. <laughs> uh, we're having a big love fest here. Dan, you have to hear the words. Uh, once in a while would be nice, yeah, but uh, there should be no quota. I mean, you say it when it feels right and uh, yeah, just go, j go with what feels natural, I think. Yeah, a lot of people start overusing the word. It's yeah. like every time then, they speak, I love you, I love you, like, okay. Yeah, it loses meaning it. at that point, right? <laughs> but again, like we said earlier, and I love you versus I love you. With, with a body language and a tone of the voice and a look in the eyes, this is a true I love you. The rest is... Richard, uh, Richard Obey, thanks so much. He's a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, an expert at body language, and our Bachelorette of the Week, Mona Musalem. You can find her and others at solointhecity.tv. Our roundtable, Cheryl, is next. We'll talk about affection That's right. and more. And two successfully long-term relationships are coming out to discuss it. The men will be joining us to say how they first said, I love you, to that special someone in their life. Larry Day and Jeff Hart on the roundtable next on Solo in the City. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, Cheryl Besner. SoloInTheCity.tv is the website, and you can find uh, uh, singles like Mona on SoloInTheCity.tv. Wasn't she fantastic? She, yeah, she was great. She knows what she wants. Oh, she definitely yeah. knows what she wants. That's pretty awesome. So here in studio, we have our roundtable as usual. First, let's welcome back Larry Day. Uh, he's an actor and radio announcer. Uh, Strangers in the Night is coming up in June, and uh, thanks for filling in at the last minute, Larry. We appreciate it. That's my pleasure. It's good to be back, and you know anything for Cheryl. Oh, thank you, Larry. And we'll have Chantal Chamandi on the program coming up. A hundred percent. It's too bad because she had a great story about her love story. So I, I was really anxious to have her share that with everybody, but we'll do it another time. We'll have her back soon. And we welcome Jeff Hart. He's a partner at Victoria Park. Welcome to Solo in the City, Jeff. Well, thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks, Jeff, for coming in. You know what? I really wanted to reach out to you because... I know that you had a specific way in which you've always conducted yourself and very eloquently and elegantly throughout life. And you even did that when it came to meeting your loved one. Wow. Thank you very much. Are you, are you, so you're proud of me for this story, which you are partly well, responsible I for? Am, I am. Well, I don't know if I'm partly responsible for it, but it is a beautiful love story. And it had a serious attraction going right from the beginning. And you... Managed to get her attention through somebody else even, right? Right. Well, I think it was actually your beautiful daughter who hooked her up at the pool when she was just visiting for out of town from one day. And uh, your brother who convinced her to come out with us that night to see the Montreal fireworks. And I guess fireworks did happen that evening. Yes, they and, did, didn't they? Uh, yeah, we had a really nice evening together and they just kissed her on the cheek before she left. Uh, dropped off at Durval Airport uh, thinking maybe I won't see this person again. But uh, we kept in touch through this thing called the internet. And, Aren't you uh, lucky that yeah, it existed, sure. right? <laughs> crazy. Uh, email, Skype, and chatting. And next thing I know, she said her brother was having a, a wedding in December, and she didn't have a date. And uh, being the chivalrous guy that I am, I volunteered to do so and flew on a plane. And we had a great you know, second date at her brother's wedding in Costa Rica, where she's from, and uh, then traveled the country. 
And within a few days, I knew I had to bring her back home, and uh, we did. Well, and it was a very romantic proposal from what I understand. Dan, listen to this, because you're going to want to hear this story. Okay, so how did you propose to her? So uh, I spoke to her father first on the phone, being a little old-fashioned. and uh, Classic and, move. Uh, exactly. Good. And uh, he approved of the union. And uh, we surprised. I flew into Costa Rica. I was uh, into playing guitar. We got a mariachi band, and we actually went outside her window without her knowing I was going to the country. I spoke to her on the phone before boarding the plane. Wow. And... Uh, and she opens the door in her nightgown and was crying and freaked out and then uh, luckily said yes. Now, I do want to say one thing about this one. And, Larry, we're getting to your story, oh, too, fine. because it's a really good one. <laughs> but you know what? I happen to know for a fact, though, that there was a point at the very beginning where the attraction wasn't the same, but your persistence won her over. She gave you that chance. Come on. Admit it. Oh, he's sitting there quiet. He knows. He knows that I know the truth. Because there was one point she was like, I don't think this is going to happen. It's long distance. I'm not sure he's exactly the person for me, right? Right. Well, for sure. I guess uh, when you first met somebody on uh, long distance. That's uh, right. Uh, if, uh, and also when we got to know each other, it was uh, different personalities. But uh, And, of course, she was worried about Montreal winters. But uh, <laughs> luckily I brought her <laughs> me back too. Uh, in, I, in the summer. I, I only suggest wear fur and I know that's not politically correct Dan like you're looking at me <laughs> I wear, know you but wear fake fur fake fur is fine that's it fake fur is good now Larry your story Oh okay. God! It's it's, it's 26 it's years of I'm history. not sure right <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's actually I always said that I was going to be 100% sure as close to 100% sure that I was I was sure it was going to work before we get married and you know, I mean, when you know, we're we're almost there, but uh, but it's twenty six years. Twenty six right? years we've been together, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're almost sure. Almost sure. So yeah. what's going to tip I, the know, scale for you, Larry? Why ruin a good thing? <laughs> you know, I mean, getting married is fine and it's great. I've done like my DJ back in the day. I did about one hundred and fifty weddings, so you know, I've, I've been to them. So that that novelty part of it of getting married, but we just never really got around, got around to it. But it was nothing that ever. We we brought up, we talked about it, and but she her parents were divorced, and she got very upset about that, so it had an effect on her. So she doesn't really want to get married. She said, "I'm perfectly happy the way it is," and I said, "You know, so am I." So that's it. But uh, I guess we were like ahead of the curve for the common law thing. Oh, so that's kind of what we're t- talking about next week. It's different strokes for different folks, yeah. and if it works, yeah, it, don't it, break it's it. It's been great, and you know, we met. Uh, I was working at another radio station, and uh, I had to hire some girls to do uh, traffic reports, but nightlife traffic reports on the clubs. And Jane came in, and I took one look at her, and I went, I hope she sounds as good as she looks. And she did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we hired her for that. And that, that was the only time in my professional career that I ever crossed the line and actually got involved with somebody that I work with. And uh, don't regret it. It's been great. Well, we've had our ups and downs. Like any, you know, If you don't have ups and downs, then there's something wrong. It's like if you don't argue with your significant other, I find that there's a problem in your relationship then because you can't always be in agreement with each other. So you have to respect each other. Um, you know, We've worked apart from each other like Jane's an actress. So she was in Los Angeles at our place in Los Angeles sometimes. So we would be apart. And that, that also makes it, makes it fresh. We're going to have to do a show on workplace dating soon, Cheryl, uh, and, oh, and invite 100%. Larry Day back. <laughs> uh, so Larry Day's with us on the roundtable. Jeff Hart, partner at Victoria Park, talking about affection. And I want to say on that, as a matter of fact, your wife works with you too. That's correct. We uh, ended up opening up a uh, wellness center in Montreal, Victoria Park, and she's one of our top trainers. Although it's actually nice that we have different last names here in Quebec, so uh, people often don't know that we, we are uh, married, so it kind of works out. I now, think sometimes better that way. And she cracks a whip in that studio. So does she do that at home as well? No, and actually it's very, you know, all trainers will tell you that it's 
almost impossible to train your spouse. You have some of the greatest trainers, but it's very difficult to tell your spouse what to do and get that out of them. So uh, Even in the kitchen? Because in they the can kitchen. say no? They could say no, or it just feels uh, funny. It's like, you know, uh, give me another 10. Only in bed do we do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that's a whole other show there again, Dan. Let's put that on we're, the we're list. Gonna, okay? Yeah, we're, gonna yeah, we're, we're just going to keep going. So what do you think keeps it going for you, Jeff? Like, what do you pull upon from yourself to constantly make that daily commitment? Well, my magnificent wife is so lucky to have her. And I, you know, Every morning I wake up and thank God that uh, she's there. But besides that, uh, I still learned something, which is about really making time for each other. It's a kind of active decision because life is so busy. It's very easy just to not make it happen. And so one thing we've kind of done is always schedule a regular date night. where We get babysitting, go out, and uh, even sometimes do a little pretend staycation where we actually booked a hotel in Montreal. And it's really a huge difference in refreshing the relationship. What do you do, Larry, to keep it going? Um, just try to keep it fresh. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean... We had a, well, I had a medical emergency, which I talked to you about last uh, last time we was on the show. And uh, the one thing that that really kind of affected us and the, and the relationship, because I said, because she saved my life. And I said to her, I said, you know, what, what did that do for you? And she said, it made me appreciate how much I care for you. And that was kind of cool. So, uh, and that just kind of refreshed everything again. So it brought us closer. And uh, now it's it's like you said, keep it fresh and, you know, do things that are different. And, uh, and don't uh, don't take the other person for granted. Now, Dan, when you've been in a long-term relationship, do you do scheduled date nights? Uh, no, to be honest, I never really schedule it. Although, eventually, I feel like when you're in a long-term relationship, the Saturday night is sort of assumed. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got into that routine. But uh, no, I'm a big fan of spontaneous. And so, you know, um, I, I get invited to all kinds of interesting events all the time, like, like Strangers of the Night. And, and I'll say, hey, it's a Tuesday night. Let's go out to this event. And it usually works out that way. Well, I, I do think that it's funny that a lot of people think that Saturday night has to be date night. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. It can be any night that the two of you can find time to go out yep. and relax. Yep. And often I found, at least when I had children and I was married, Saturday night was not the perfect date night because they were all at home and there was too much going on throughout the day. And I was exhausted by the time Saturday night. Jeff, you're shaking, shaking your head there. Right, for sure. I guess so first it's the damn kids. <laughs> and then it's the charity events, right? So it's like uh, most nights you end up just booking. It's because it's like you said, there's a, an event. So how about that alone time that we're just really yeah. the two of you at a restaurant? And events also mean you have to really get dressed up and do a whole bunch of extra things to get out there rather than the two of you just going out to a quiet place, having a nice meal and... Conversing. Or, or, or even, cooking a meal. Yeah, I was going to say, or, or even cooking a meal. But then you're not out. <laughs> right, those damn kids. So I guess you, you have kids? No, I don't. There you go. So send send the kids out. Send the kids. Well, you'll take my kids. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, solo in the city. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, both of our, our roundtable guests, Larry Day, uh, Strangers in the Night, coming up in June. He's an actor, a radio announcer. We'll have him back. Thanks, Larry. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here as always. And Jeff, Part uh, Jeff Hart, of course, partner at Victoria Park. Thanks, Jeff, for stopping by. Well, anything for Cheryl is the other gentleman said. <laughs> oh, I feel so loved today. This and is great. If you need ideas about what to do in the coming weeks, Cheryl's uh, Solo in the City calendar, the Kiss calendar is coming up. Plus, we'll have the Love Beats on the Street with comedian Jeff Solomon. Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800.
You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. I'm co-host Dan Delmar with, of course, Cheryl Besner, founder of SoloInTheCity.tv. And Cheryl, it's time for the uh, world-famous KISS calendar. Keep it simply social. All the uh, the activities that uh, you need to know uh, going on in the city in the next week to find uh, new and interesting people. That's right. And this week, it's for all you hopeful romantics, and it's a bubbly week of fun for sure. It starts off Monday night, the Table of Hope, which throws a gala every year for Share the Warmth. It puts a spotlight on the city's top chefs and restos. Celebrities, sous chefs come out. It's a great evening. Um, we tend to walk around a lot and eat a lot of great food. It's 125 bucks. I think you've been there, right, Dan? I'm going uh, on Monday. I am the celebrity sous chef for uh, Wilfred, I believe. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. you snuck in a little thing in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be there, so check me out. Yeah, and just remember, everybody, you know, we don't necessarily have a lot of tables there, but you've got to mind your manners It's uh, if you want to get that date. No bad table manners. <laughs> Tuesday night, celebrating the art of mixology. It's a festive atmosphere every night, a different restaurant, and it's opening on Tuesday at the Auberge Saint-Gabriel uh, Saint in Old Montreal. Champagne continues on Thursday night at the Champagnerie. Have you been there? I haven't, no. Can I, can I throw in a quick uh, quick plug? While you're at the Aubert St. Gabriel, stay for the nightclub and go to Velvet downstairs later. Have you, been, you go down this little tunnel. Yeah. One of my favorite places in the city. It's a beautiful place down there. I have to say, I'm a little claustrophobic, so going yeah. down there sometimes. <laughs> like, but it, once you get there, it's great. So, so I have heard great things about the Champagnerie, though, on St. Paul. Well, it, and it's great. And that night, it's going to be bubbles and cocktails, and it's just a great way to sparkling up a new conversation. And while we're on the subject of champagnes, remember, this week, it's the Veuve Clicquot Yellow Week. Different nights, different restaurants, fabulous menus, and, of course, champagne is on the menu at all those restaurants. And Friday night, the 8th Montreal Meetup Singles is hosting a Wild Weekend's Top 40 featuring House Old school R&B, and that's taking place on Crescent Street at Karina's Lounge. Then Saturday night, it's the biggie. <laughs> Welcome, Larry. You're yeah. back here with us at We're the kiss table. So how do we keep it social on Saturday night? You get all discoed up if you want. You come down to Thursdays, which is legendary. It's a legendary bar that was been open since the disco days, which was definitely before your time, Dan. But I remember those days. You were right? underage. Well, we no, you were underage. I know, but I had the ID, so it was, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's going to happen. What, I'm coming out of retirement, actually, to uh, to spin the tunes. We're going to go back to the 70s and 80s and do uh, what was uh, the magic back then, and we're going to do it today. So if you want to go out on a date, it's a great, even if you're younger, it's a great thing to experience because uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we did the first one uh, about two months ago when you were there. I was there. And not only that, I actually interviewed and met a lot of solos there. Absolutely. As well as married people because, again, keeping it simply social is just about being social. It's not about being single necessarily. That's right. And for anybody out there listening, if you want, go to solointhecity.tv. Go into the video section because I'm showing now on air the interview that we did there. I haven't seen that and, yet. And if anybody is thinking about going out next Saturday night, see it. You will see exactly what the experience is going to be like. Yep. And we invite everybody to join us And there. it's going to be great. Sheldon Kaplan, my partner, is there. Michelle Kadash is also spinning the tunes from uh, the old days at the Loctagon. And uh, if anybody here uh, is listening to uh, the lovely Cheryl and you want to get in, well, you don't line up. You mention the 
password. Solo in the city. And we will give you a free drink. Oh, fantastic. And along with that, I'm going to be giving out uh, the little medallions. We have keychains now for Soul in the City that for future, we'll be giving you a lot of little bonuses around this city. Things that make you go, Things, mm. Mm. Well, you know, it, it's going to be a great night because we were there. There were, I don't know, three, four hundred people. About 450 people. people. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I didn't do the count, but yeah. it was a great night. And we danced like crazy. Everybody had a good time. And it was young and old. So, like, it's, you don't have to be, like, you know, it, from the disco days to come down to experience it and the kids uh, like i say the kids of 20 something year olds should really come down and experience what it was like back then because we get the people coming out with the clothes and it's a lot of fun oh yeah no and, and when you see the video you're gonna see it was a melange of everything from 25 up to i would say around 65 maybe yep. even a few 70s in there i saw some mothers and daughters who even came that's out correct together. Yeah. yeah so it's a lot of fun and uh if you want to uh, check on facebook at classic disco 54 and you get all the information on it as well as to where you can purchase your tickets which is ten dollars in advance and fifteen at the door. Saturday, May 9th. Uh, thanks very much, Larry Day, for stopping by. My pleasure. Thanks week. for the plug. And, uh, Cheryl, it's time to head over to Jess Solomon, our comedian, our resident comedian with the love beats on the street. And this week she talks all about uh, affection. Keeping really. the spark alive yeah. and how different people show their affections to their loved ones. Hi, I'm Jess Solomon. I'm here with Solo in the City. Love beats on the street with CJD. What's your name? Hi, I'm Ashley Moffat. And uh, how do you keep his or her affection? Uh, I keep her affection with uh, thoughtful gestures, uh, lots of candy treats, and uh, tell her she's a, such a babe every day. And uh, Caitlin, how do you keep your girlfriend's affection? Uh, just little, little thoughtful gestures and uh, adventure in the bedroom. Are you in a relationship? I am, yes. How do you keep your girlfriend's affection? Uh, scratches behind the ears, walks. Uh, is is she dog. a girl? That's the dog. That's the dog. She likes when I listen. She, she complains a lot that I don't listen. Uh, Becky, you're in a relationship with Ariel. I am. So how do you uh, how do you keep Ariel's affection? It's important for him to have a girl that makes him laugh, and I definitely try to so do that. And I think just as, as keeping the mood light and, yeah. and not taking things too seriously. Yes. we laugh a lot. Uh, we well, we recently yeah, we we do things. We're very into what keeps each other uh, happy. Um, in bed, and we're very flirtatious when we're not in bed. So okay, it's so always happening. Well, I really like cats, and I okay. have a, and he's very fuzzy, and I'll like comb his like chest hair back into place while he's sleeping and stuff. Just little things to let him know that I'm like thinking of him. <laughs> Um, oh, there's so many ways we can go with this one now, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, Cheryl, final thoughts. Uh, how is it? Uh, how do you, how do you, I guess, perceive uh, when when more affection is necessary? How do you know when to give and and when to receive affection? Well, as um, Richard was saying before, for me, it's about the body language, seeing what works for the other person because when I give I want them to receive it the way they need to receive it and I think that's a, you know a whole different topic about the way we give really should sometimes be about the way the other person has to receive all right, very good words. SoloInTheCity.tv is the website. You can find plenty of extra blogs there. There's the interview for, with Margaret Trudeau from last week as That's well. That's right. That was a lot of fun interviewing her. And then again, the video this week is all about uh, the Studio 54 days and uh, Thursdays next weekend. Excellent. Check it out. SoloInTheCity.tv, the dating section too, if you want to sign up and find singles like Mona uh, over there at SoloInTheCity.tv. We're back next Saturday night here on Newstalk Radio, CJAD 800. We will be, and we'll be talking about the variety is the 
the spice of life. And, you know, dating is not the same for everybody. All right. Thanks, Cheryl. Have a great week. Thank you. So I'm Cheryl Besner flying solo with you this week. And for more information on this week's events and also our dating site, you can go to find cool singles on solointhecity.tv. And don't forget to get out there and kiss. Keep it simply social. For tons of great dating and relationship info, go to solointhecity.tv.